So when we say that we're not physical beings, we're spiritual beings, this is what we mean. So I just explained what the physical part of your being requires from you, right? So on the other hand, we have the flesh. Um, on the other hand, we have the spirit. Your spirit is what is inside of you. So Piflo has taught us God is God in creation, right? God is um, son in redemption, and God is spirit in regeneration. Another way he said that is God is spirit in the believer. So all of us that are born again have the spirit of God in us. So when we say God is spirit in the believer, that's what we mean. So each one of us is God. So when Piflo says, Piflo is here, God is here, that is what he means. Because you carry God. So I want to say, Amaka is here, God is here. Amaka is here, God is here. The reason I'm shouting is because it is resonating in my spirit. And I don't know for you, if you don't feel like you're God, but I'm going to say it again. Amaka is here, God is here. This is a revelation that needs to sit in all of us. Because we hear spirits and some people think it's spooky. Some people think, oh, we're spirits. What is it? Today, the Holy Spirit wants to reintroduce himself. And the Holy Spirit wants you to know that he lives inside of you. So again, we are all spirit beings having a physical experience and not the other way around. Um, media, please. Well, my first scripture, Ephesians 1, 13, verse 14. NKJV message. Now, how do we have the Holy Spirit? How, how does the Holy Spirit become resident in us? Once we believe, it's part, of, it's part of the package. So what does it mean to believe? What we teach and preach here is the gospel of Christ, right? How that he died for us. When he was buried, I was buried with him. And when he resurrected, I resurrected with him. And now I'm seated in heavenly places, meaning that's, that's the gospel. The fact that God decided to come as flesh, right? So that he could relate with, both, with us here and also now leave his spirit with us so that we can relate with him as well, right? Because God is fully God. I mean, Jesus is fully God and fully spirit, right? On earth, we all look like physical beings, but we needed a way to respond with God. So God left up with the Holy Spirit. And so when I say we carry Christ, that is what we mean. Now, the issue is that a lot of us do not have this reality within us. We do not really know what it means. We don't really move around knowing that. And that is the purpose of this meeting today, to bring it to our remembrance, to just make us know that we are spirit beings having a physical experience. Now, Ephesians 1.13, it says, um, NKJV, okay. In him you also trusted after you uh, heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So I had mentioned earlier that once you receive the gospel, once you have salvation, so really quickly, we read the Bible so that um, we see, okay, so, so we read the Bible to see the role of Christ. Once we see the role of Christ, then salvation comes. Once salvation comes, salvation comes with a couple of things. And one of the free gifts of salvation is the Holy Spirit. So now that we have the Holy Spirit, I'm going to go back to my text, please. This text is trying to tell us that we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Please, the next verse, I think there's something there. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance? When we talk about the guarantee of our inheritance, it means that as we became sons of God, we inherited things. So the guarantee of that inheritance is the Holy Spirit. So there is no way, once you, become, once you become a child of God and you have received salvation, you are guaranteed, the Holy Spirit is here to guarantee you that there is no going back. You are guaranteed. So that's why the Holy Spirit came. He is the guarantee of our inheritance. And... Um, Redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. I hope I'm, I'm making some sense here. So one thing I said was um, the Holy Spirit, I said, Nakarikom. 
is part of the packet that you receive. And um, he's the guarantee, but he also will never leave you or forsake you. So at no point should the enemy deceive you that because of something you have done, the Holy Spirit has left you. New Testament believers, which is what we are, the Holy Spirit does not leave us. And that is a big deal because in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit used to leave them and come upon them and things like that. As powerful as people like David were, David used to ask God not to leave him. And so it's important for us to see how deep it is that in this season, God thought of it and sent the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in us. So we are now the temple of God. So when I say Amaka is here, Christ is here, I know what I'm talking about. It's a knowing. That's how we're supposed to feel. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. If you don't know that right now, this message is definitely for you. Like I said, this is the Holy Spirit's message. This is the Holy Spirit's service. He would like to introduce himself to you. Please, can I have um, John 16, 13 to 14? However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, and he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So remember I said that the Holy Spirit dwells in you, and he does not leave you. Not only doesn't he leave you, when he's in you, he will tell you things to come. So part of his job is to give you expo. For those of us that were God's first cousins um, that didn't do expo in school, I tried, they caught me, so I wasn't very good at it. This is the job of the Holy Spirit. He gives you insights, right? Please track with me. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, uh, verse 9 to 11. NKJV, please. This scripture um, has been cooked, fried, but I'll, I'll do my version. <laughs> but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, a lot of us quote this scripture, but let us look at it from the spectacles of um, the New Testament believers' eyes, right? So the next verse, please. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Again, here we're seeing the thing, one of the benefits of the Holy Spirit. One of the benefits, which is very important, is that he reveals those things to us. So the previous verse, remember it said, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. However, because you have the Holy Spirit in you, he has revealed it to you. And if you are able to actually key into the Holy Spirit being in you, they'll be revealed to you. So that's what we're trying to say here. For the Spirit searches all things. Did you guys see all things? So not some things, all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Okay? So let's travel. Let me have 1 Corinthians 2. Um, okay, so we just had that. Let me have Ezekiel 11, uh, verse 5, amplified, and then give me KJV as well. I mentioned before that the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And um, in the Old Testament, he used to come upon them. And an example would be Ezekiel here. Ezekiel here is saying, then the Spirit of the Lord fell upon me. I don't know what it means for the Holy Spirit to fall. I can't relate. That is what God has done for me. I, I, can't, I don't know what it means to. That, that's not me. Let's look at Psalms 51, verse 10 to 11, NKJV. This is uh, David, right? Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Please, next verse. Do not cast me away from your presence. So... That was them. I can't relate. The Holy Spirit lives in me. He dwells in me. He goes everywhere with me. And do not take me, um, do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. 
So this is just giving you context to see that we're not like them. We're a special generation. We are a chosen people. And it's high time we start acting like it. It's high time we start knowing these things. It says the accuser, I mean, the, the, the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. These are facts that have been in the Bible, but we don't know them. These are things that are in our face, but the world is distracting us. So, back to the scripture. David is asking that he doesn't get out of God's presence. The presence of us, God dwells in us. The question is, what are we doing with it? So, one man's meat, this is a case of one man's meat is another man's poison, right? So, this was what David was asking for. Now we have it on the platter of gold. What, what are we doing with it? Just to reiterate, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting blessed. The Holy Ghost lives within me, so I am not an empty vessel. I cannot fail. I have ideas and I'm not confused. I am not an empty vessel. Just the understanding that God, I carry God. I'm not an empty vessel. I cannot be empty. I have results. I have fruits to show. And that is what every believer here should aspire to have because this comes with an understanding. So today I'm hoping it's sinking in that you carry the Holy Spirit. Everything I'm saying you can say if you understand it or if you're able to get there. And how do you get there? We'll talk about that in a minute. I have scripture tells us that our bodies are the temple of God. So he doesn't leave us. He stays with us. Yes. So the fact that God thought it, that he, he, he actually just wanted to have fellowship with us. And he was like, how much closer can he be? Let me put me inside these people. We are the temple of God. My body is the temple of God. I want you to go home and think about it. Imagine if, ah, I don't know how to say it. But what does it mean to be the temple of something? It says, 1 Corinthians six nineteen verse 20, NKJV, and then we'll do message. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Let me see what the uh, next translation says, please. Or didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place, the place of the Holy Spirit? Don't you see that you can't live however you please, squandering what God paid such a high price for? This is a message for somebody. This is a message for somebody. God paid a high price for it. But because you have it for free, you don't value it. Okay. I hope you are all still here. Let's do John 14 verse 16. I'm just building the foundation so that you can think and just at least follow what I'm saying. John 14 verse 16 in TPT I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, TPT. You have TPT. And I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend uh, just like me, and he will never leave you. The world wouldn't receive him because they can't see him or know him. Luckily, we're not the world. So we see him and we know him. And that is what the Holy Spirit wants me to reintroduce, um, to bring to your remembrance today that you are not the people he's talking about. So yes, this text is there, but it's not for you. But you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside of you. Let me see the last, the, the next transaction. Um, transa <laughs> transaction. The next translation. And I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another helper. So the Holy Spirit is a helper to you. You have a helper inside of you. So for all of us that are looking for help, have, you have to start with the one within. And that is the job of the Holy Spirit. He is your helper, right? This version says he's a comforter. So what are you going through? What are you going through? People that have depression, that are going through things, you have a comforter inside of you. 
So this is just a reminder that whatever it is you are going through, there's somebody inside of you to assist you, but you haven't paid attention yet. He's an intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby to be with you forever. But guess what? He's a gentleman. He's waiting for you to use him. I have an announcement for somebody. The Holy Spirit says, use me. I want to be used. I know in the physical, people don't like being used. But in the kingdom, the Holy Spirit is saying, use me. That is what I'm here for. I've been sent to be used. How many of us are using the Holy Spirit? He is there as your comforter. He is there as your guidance. He is there giving you direct. But are you using him? Okay. I think we, we, we get the point, but let's do Ephesians uh, 2.22, TPT. For me, this stood out. This means that God is transforming each one of you into the holy of holies. So for people that feel like they're not there yet, it's not something that happens in one day. It's a process, but it starts with the renewing of your mind. Don't let the enemy tell you that you're not worthy. Don't let the enemy try to steal what God has already given to you for free. It is something that is going to take a while, right? There's transforming. So it's an ongoing process. So this means that God is transforming each one of you into the Holy of Holies, his dwelling place through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. Now, because the Holy Spirit stays in you, this means that you should know all things. It's just the matter of how much of the Holy Spirit are you using so that you can know these things. The question now is that why don't we take advantage of the Holy Ghost who lives in us? Why aren't we paying attention to our spirit? I know a couple of you, okay, well, everybody looks beautiful, but I'm sure some people took extra time. I see some baby hairs. Right, I see some makeup foundation. Y'all, y'all did good, you know. This is the attention that you give to your, your, you gave to your body, at least from what I can see coming here today. And the question is, did you give any attention to your spirit self? When you were coming here, how did you come? Did you just wake up and come to church? Are you waiting for MVP to come and push you? Are you waiting to? Are you waiting for Gerald to give you, what's that our song again? Oh my God, I can't deny before you dance. Is that what we are waiting for? The way to show up is to get dressed in the spirit as well. You, you may want to ask, how do we get dressed in the spirit? Right? I have scriptures to help answer that question. Romans 8, um, no, let's do Jude 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So on your way here, where you kabashing, raga raga janda higa ya Father, Lord, give the people understanding. Help me take away distractions. Help me hear your word. Give me direction. Send the word through me. Father, Lord, let me hear the next steps. Are you asking those questions before you come to church? Or are you just showing up unprepared? If you show up unprepared, then you, you might as well not have come because you might not have received anything. So just like you dress up and you look good, you check the mirror before you leave, the same thing applies when you come to church or anywhere in the morning. Check the waters of God's word in the morning. You need to read the Bible. What, 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 does, what, what am I eating this morning? Okay, I'm going to do chapter one, verse something, something. You eat the word, you feed your spirit. Just like you're taking care of your physical body, you need to take care of your spirit self. Some of us have pashoko in the spirit home. Some of us are just barely, barely okay. We're not reading. We don't, we don't even have time. We're not doing any of these things. And again, this does not apply to everybody. It's also 
a journey. It's not something that you need to automatically be up there today. I'm on the same journey with everybody here. I'm a living testimony that, you know, this process works. I won't claim to have always been here. It took a while. So when I spoke about prolonged infancy, the message was also for me. And it was just time and God was just like, you need to get up. And so when he taught me, it was time for me to teach you. And so in this process of just having the Holy Spirit help, he wanted me to let you know that he's here. You can use him. Now you are questioning how do I use him is by fellowshipping with him, is by speaking, is by showing up prepared every day. It doesn't end. And I'm sure we say Lagos is busy, we're all busy, but guess what? You eat every day, you find time to eat, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Some of us even do dessert self. So you can make out that time. If you have to wake up at two o'clock, I used to be somebody, I love to sleep, I used to sleep at least eight hours. And people will get up and do money, I would just be like, babe, I only did six hours, sleep is owing me two hours. I'm that person where I want to sleep. But in recent times, I'm, I'm working on two hours, three hours. I'm not saying it's healthy, but it's the desire. It's the hunger. I'm like, I have been so starved, I didn't know it. I need to eat. I'm constantly eating. So the sleep is now, the sleep doesn't matter as much. The priorities have changed. I'm knowing who I am in Christ. I am knowing that I have a spirit that I have been starving my spirits I need to catch up so that sleep can wait and the funny thing is that when you start paying attention to the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit gives you capacity in the past two weeks I have just been saying how I've been doing so many things and I didn't know how and somebody brought it to my attention like God has increased your capacity you are now able to do these things without even stressing you are able to do these things without even knowing sometimes I'm going to bed and I'm like wow I did a lot but I know God is building me. He's strengthening me. And now I'm seeing how he's just given me capacity to handle all these things. And this comes from a desire relationship. This also comes by knowing who you are in Christ. Once you know that you carry God, uh, I carry God. So why am I not working in God? Let me find out. I open the word and I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing that I'm not doing? Guess what? The Holy Spirit was the one that wrote the Bible. So even in reading the Bible, now that I'm desiring to want to see things, I'm looking at the Bible and the Holy Spirit is helping interpret the scriptures. I know we're all excited when Piflo comes up here and Piflo is doing revelation like last week. That Anna story just took me out. I was sitting there for hours just looking like, wow. I was dazed from first service. So by the time second service came, I already heard it. And I just couldn't stop crying because the Holy, it was just like, this thing has been there since. So we are not using, engaging the Holy Spirit. Because the truth is, if you desire, you will study. The reason why he's seeing these things is because he's studying. Are we studying? Are we looking for this? The Holy Spirit is there to help us. If you want to see it like people, you will ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, this thing that I'm reading, I will not move until you do it. He's a helper. That is his work. In fact, that is his love. Like, it turns him on when you ask for things like that. So until you see, stay there, keep asking. Back to service on Sunday. So when the revelation of Anna came up, I sat there and the Holy Spirit, and again, you don't have to be spooky to be saying you're talking to the Holy Spirit. You don't have to go into another character. The Holy Spirit is you, you're the Holy Spirit. So nobody really needs to see that you are having a conversation with the Holy Spirit. So like I was saying, I sat down there in the second service and the Holy Spirit and I were having a conversation and I just started crying because the Holy Spirit was just like, thank you guys for opening the eyes of the people. Thank you because people are beginning to see the scriptures for what it is. Yes, they may look like mysteries, but they are not mysteries to you. You have the spirit. You could ask. You can ask. And at that point, when he said you could ask, I started praying, Father Lord, as people are seeing these scriptures, I want to see it. I don't, want, I don't have to wait to sit down here to listen to people to open it. For, I want to see it and I will see it in the land of the living, not when I'm dead. And I'm saying, Holy Spirit, open my eyes to see these things because I am a child of God. I have the Spirit of God. The same exact spirit, not like, don't allow the devil deceive you. It is not, you are not like God. You are not like God. You are God in, you are God. 
So for me, when I'm saying, Amaga is here, God is here. It is something that I'm working on mentally so that I can start thinking that way. The way, the time you start thinking that way, it becomes, your life becomes different. You are now redirected. Distractions are being moved away. You begin to focus on the real thing. Back to the flesh and the spirit. So when people die, what they leave behind is their body. That body goes to the ground. What is important is the spirit. You can imagine what the devil has done, blinding our eyes all these years to focus on the body. With all the riches in the world, once life goes, that's it. What did you do to your spirit? How did you live here on earth? What happened when you were here? Did you know that you were God? Did you walk as God? God has given us things that we have not taken advantage of and we are telling God that he's not answering our prayers. No, your eyes are not open. You are not involving the Holy Spirit. You are not asking for help. Because he said that I will never leave you or forsake you. He's there with you. It's now for you to utilize it. Are you asking? Are you asking God for help? No matter how small it is. So like I said, everybody's in different categories here. Um, there are some people that don't even remember that they are spirit beings. And that's fine. The point is after today, you should remember that you're a spirit and you need to feed your spirit. You can't be starving the spirit. Even if it's one line a day, try it. Even if it's, even if it's one message a week, in fact, even if it's um, those five minutes clips, just feed your spirit, right? There's that. There are some people too that are already feeling like Jesus' first cousin. I got this. I got this. So you don't really ask the Holy Spirit for help until you need help. But at least we have those people that at least they know that the Holy Spirit is there. So you now ask only when you are in trouble. The Holy Spirit is letting me tell you that he wants to be in every part of your life. It doesn't have to be when you are stuck. No matter how small the detail is, he wants, it's, it's fellowship, it's communication, it's just, there's no Holy Spirit, there's no me, we are one. So we move together, there's no, I'm letting you into this part, this part I can handle, no, 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 no. In every area of your life. So even as I'm speaking here, the Holy Spirit has been working with me on that because for some reason there are some, at least I've gotten to the part where I got this. There are some things I don't even ask, but recently, like no matter how small I ask, sometimes it's an audible voice, sometimes it's a prompting in my spirit, sometimes it's a situation that reminds me to ask the Holy Spirit. So it's not one size fits all. It's just that we need to start tuning our minds. So as these cues and things keep coming up, you now start realizing that, oh, you're putting two and two together. This is the Holy Spirit directing me in this area. This is the Holy Spirit. You know, and because of the lack of relationship, a lot of us are not bold enough to say the Holy Spirit said. A lot of us will now say something said. I was thinking the Spirit said. <laughs> but the point is, no matter how small, the Holy Spirit is there to help. A practical example, I was watching dear Pastor Claxton preaching on the mainland and I, I couldn't make the service. And you know, my daughter Sozo, she's full of love and her daddy's not around, so I'm, I'm the one trying to, the love plenty. I can't, I can't, uh, the, she's just loving on me everywhere. And so she's always wanting to be with me. And Sozo is sometimes it can now become, see this kind of love, there's plenty. You know, it can be noise, mommy carry, mommy kiss, mommy hug, mommy, mommy, mommy. Oh, my little boy, I'm just like, so, so. And at one of those points, um, I was watching Pastor Clarkson and I wanted to hear the message. And I was, I think Selim was on the bed, Sozo was on me because she was carrying, carrying. I just said, can't wala be this now. People, where you did say, come and take some of this love. The Holy Spirit said, did you ask me? Ask me. And again, it's not every time he will tell you, did you ask me? Sometimes he promptings, like I said, this particular one, he said, did you ask me for help? And I said, okay, help. He said, pray for her. I just laid my hands on her. I said, Sozo, go to sleep now. <laughs> and, you know, I was laughing because sometimes he's, he jokes. It's not a serious being. Like, it's you. They, it doesn't have to be goosebumps. It doesn't have to be serious. So sometimes we crack jokes and I'm laughing and I'm like, uh-uh, what's going on? So literally when he said pray for her, I even laughed like ha ha. But I prayed. Lo, I, I kid you not. So I looked, I, I, I now got 
I now, well, I was now focused back on Pastor Claxton's preaching. And as I was watching, I realized that there was just peace and calm. And I looked down and Sozo was sleeping. I said, hey, strategy for life. Sozo, keep quiet. In Jesus' name. Sozo, go to your room. In Jesus' name. And you're like, wow. In that very moment, he was just teaching me to rely on him, even for something as little love. He just wants you to use him. He is there for you to use him. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So again, how do we use the Holy Spirit? We already talked about Jude 12. Building yourselves up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Another one is Ephesians 5 verse 19. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So the songs that you play in your car, you just keep feeding the flesh. This is the one I learned. So what's the name of that song again? What is it? I can't remember. <laughs> I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a life, right? So if it's something that is popular and it doesn't really bother on your faith, that's a fun dance to dance. I'm not, I don't really sing all the lyrics, but I like the thing and I learned it literally. And the Holy Spirit did not say, ha, ah, Amaka, ha. Ah. You two, you are doing bala bala. What's his name now? Please help me. What's it called? Eh? 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 There's one part that you do like this now. Eh? Myself at a groove. So my point is, the Holy Spirit is not supposed to be so, so, so serious. But again, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, that doesn't take away the fact that you can still listen to other songs, but you need to feed your spirit. How much of the songs are you hearing that? How, how much of these songs feed your spirit? Singing and making melodies in your heart to the Lord. When you're out of church, do you even remember God? Besides when you walk into a problem. I know once we are in trouble, even if playing they shake, ah, Jesus! Even the Muslims will shout Jesus with you. So yes, it's easy for us to, uh, to shout Jesus when we are in trouble. But the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm more than that. I'm here for you. Use me. He's not feeling used. He said used. I, I know in the world, it seems it's a bad thing to use people. But the Holy Spirit said, no, me, use me. Use me. The idea is that, thank you so much. The idea is that we need to make this a lifestyle. It's not just about when we come here on Sundays. It's a posture that we have to take. In the spirit, you need to be fed. You can't be walking around hungry. So feed the spirit. It's high time that we become conscious that we are spirit beings. Once you start becoming conscious, then feeding becomes easier because the first thing is to even know and then once you know that okay this is who i am like okay this personality that i, I am or this new me now what do i need to actually make it come alive so when we come here we are saying we decree and declare i'm the righteousness of god in christ jesus all my sins are forgiven all those things really help us to figure out who we are so there are some people that have it hasn't stood it hasn't it hasn't stayed in their noah but the idea is that as you read, as you invite the Holy Spirit, those things become reality. So it doesn't just, it moves from being a prayer point to the life that you live. So when you say, you know, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, you walk like that. You walk like you have freedom. You need a job and you're like, uh-uh. Holy Spirit, what are you saying about job? Now you've given me job. You show me where the job will go to, or where to go to to get the job. Literally using the Holy Spirit in that way. As a believer, you should have direction. You should not be confused. First service, I was a little startled. And, you know, I left here saying, this is the message you are preaching. Ask the Holy Spirit now. Is this not what you are telling everybody? Did you ask me? And again, even in this service, in the first service, it was still a learning process. It's ongoing. He's there to teach you. Just know that the Holy Spirit is there to be used. Use him. Okay, so I think um, 
it's for us to start getting conscious that the spirit of God that is within us is there to be used. Another thing about the Holy Spirit is that he reveals Christ to us. This could be by reading the Bible, because every time you read the Bible, the Bible was inspired by the Spirit of God. So who else to help you unveil these mysteries? But they're not supposed to be mysteries to us. Once we start getting conscious, they stop being mysteries. They start being revelation knowledge. We start knowing. So this also goes in line with knowing. Colossians 3.16, NJKV. This is a word for everybody. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonition, one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. It should dwell in you richly. So not sparingly. So when you actually shout the Jesus, the Holy Spirit is waiting for you to actually use some of the things you have learnt. So it's supposed to sit, so the, the Bible, the scriptures are supposed to sit within you richly because the day of adversity, those are the things that come out. So for instance, today for instance, usually I like to listen to songs, but I haven't built up my playlist. I recently started using um, Apple Players. <laughs> but I didn't used to. But, you know, today I just needed some songs. And I was like, hey, I really haven't put anything there, especially tilted towards the help of the Holy Spirit. So I had to still go back to my last songs. I was like, you didn't put anything there. What are you looking for? Wow. So this morning when I needed to build up myself, I was coming. I wanted to start getting I just, uh, beg me, I just they pray they go. Now that one I get. I didn't have any songs. So this is part of the building yourself. So now the Holy Spirit is pointing it out that, hey, you too, you need to go and, in that part, you need to go and refill so that you have something, right? So Proverbs 24, 10 says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So in my music area, my strength is small. I couldn't, I, I couldn't use music as a form of um, preparation today because I didn't put anything in there. So, I hope we're hearing. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Again, one of the things people taught us is that um, how do I say this? Uh, why are you yawning? <laughs> Don't mind me. Um, one of the things people taught us is that we're spirit beings, right? And so, um, all of us seated here have Christ. All of us have God. If we have actually heard the message of salvation and have actually um, received it. Because salvation, once it's preached, it has to be received, right? And so, again, this is also a sidebar for anybody that feels like they actually need to know this Jesus more. I'd like to pray with you that the eyes of your understanding are open. And that this gospel sits and you're able to relate in the name of Jesus. It is the spirit of God that draws men to repentance. And in this season, God is inviting you to come and be part of this sonship so that you understand what we are talking about. So it doesn't, it's no longer gibberish. When we talk about mysteries, they don't remember mysteries for you. You are now part of the family of Christ. So this, our language is your language. For those people too that want to be able to speak in tongues, I release tongues now in the name of Jesus. Because the spirit of God is one and God hears in tongues, he hears in English. But if you want to be able to speak in tongues, open your mouth and the Holy Spirit will fill it. Don't allow the devil deceive you. All you have to do is open your mouth and it will be filled. Don't think you're speaking gibberish. God understands you like that. Your neighbor doesn't have to understand you. It's between you and God. So that is available right now in the name of Jesus. It's high time we start at, uh, paying attention to the promptings in our spirit. Um... Even in driving in Lagos sometimes, you even need the direction of God. Uh -huh. My point is I'm looking for the things that affect us. Sometimes you see people in Nigeria, you now say, ah, are, you are you still in Lagos? You live here? I'm like, yes, I live here. I have small direction. I'm not caught up in traffic like that. 
I have direct, when I'm doing things, there's rest too because the Holy Spirit is directing me. The Holy Spirit is saying, use me. And for me, every time I use him, he's excited. Oh. In fact, when I, sometimes I see some special glow and I'm just like, ha, Holy Spirit, what happened here? I, I slept for two hours, but it's like you have decided to seek me first. So everything is added. So the fact that I'm spending time reading the Bible is actually not taking away time from anything else. He's replenishing that time in different ways. I don't know if you believe me, but honestly speaking, I probably had like an hour of sleep today, but I don't look like I had one hour of sleep. In fact, in the past couple of weeks, I wake up every day by two o'clock, sleep by five. People doesn't even know it's not around. But I'm walking at two, three hours of sleep, and I'm like, uh-uh. In my brain, I'm still telling myself, I'm, when I've been calculating, I said I need 50 hours of sleep. I keep adding it, and then the Holy Spirit is saying, why are you thinking about it? Do you feel it? I wake up and I'm refreshed and I'm like on two hours of sleep. Where's my eight hours? So in this season, it's the desire, it's the knowing, it's the wanting to know. And that's where the Holy Spirit wants us to be, paying attention to the promptings of the Spirit. 2023 is going to be crazy, but it won't be crazy for us who are in Christ. Because God will give us strategies to overcome the wicked world. God will give us, or he has already given us these things, but we need to now tap into it. And that's why this message is important, so that it starts preparing you for your 2023. When people start talking about the downtime, your story will be different. Because he will show you, he will show you hidden treasures. And there will be a lot of wealth transfer, but you have to be positioned. And this is a prophetic word for you. I pray that you have strategies even in the time of famine. You have more than enough. There is abundance in your house in the name of Jesus. You are not lacking anything. You have the spirit of God that is prompting you, that is showing you the things that you need to do. You are positioned for the overflow in the name of Jesus. You are positioned for the overflow in the name of Jesus. The things that affect people in the Nigerian economy do not affect you. You are not of this economy. You have the God economy in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Okay. Just for everybody that is still in doubt. John 10, 4 to 5. Scripture says, NKJV, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. So this is confirmation. God has already gone before you. You need to know that and he needs to sit. Okay? And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. You need to follow. But how do you follow what you're not hearing? You need to position yourself to hear. For they know his voice. The knowing of his voice comes from relationship, that constant communication. That is where God wants us to be. That is where God wants us to be. For the guys that, or for people that are dating, even if your partner calls you and they're not around and they try to use a different voice, you automatically know, maybe after the person say, maybe one, you are able to catch that, ah, this is, this. what is wrong with you now? Why they call me, they act like somebody else. That's because there's a relationship. That's where the Holy Spirit wants us to get to. To the point that we hear his voice and we know it. A stranger's voice will not listen to, right? And so when this prompting start coming, I'm not saying that everything you think about is what you go and do. If the, what you are hearing is saying, go and date somebody's husband, that is not the voice of the Holy Spirit. So there are some times that you might hear some things but part of what the Holy Spirit even helps you do is to decipher. And even reading the Bible, one of the things it says, the brethren is the accuser. Anything that doesn't sound like the nature of God is not the Holy Spirit. Oh. At that point, open your mouth and decree and cast it out. Don't give space for it. Those thoughts as they come, get them out. Don't counsel, don't, don't, don't counsel what you should have counseled. Use your mouth to get it out. So, Coming back to the point of today, once these promptings start coming, you will know, you will hear the voice of God and you will know because you have the Spirit of God. It is one Spirit. You will not be confused. But for those people that are still finding it hard, again, the way to differentiate is like if you have guilt, that is not God. God never guilt trips you. 
never that. And if you actually um, get prophecies from men of God, check it with what the Holy Spirit is telling you, or even check it against your Bible. It's not time to open your ears to prophecies from other people. You are the prophets. You carry God, so you know these things. God has revealed them to you. But you have to spend time wanting to know. You have to do the work. It's not just going to fall on you. God lives in us. So it comes from within. Don't wait for anybody to even lay hands on you. You are God. Heal yourself. If anything is happening around you, you don't like it, make it happen. But for you to have that authority and walk in that authority, it's time for you to be able to recognize that you have the same Holy Spirit. And so... The believer already knows the voice of the Spirit of God. It's for us to tune our, ear, our ears when the Spirit of God is talking. It says, God, the God of all flesh, God is the God of all flesh, the Bishop of our soul, and the Father of spirits. So He's our Father. Isaiah 30 21 says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way in it. Okay, so Isaiah 30 21. Your ears shall hear a word behind you. Note, it says behind you here. This is for the Old Testament, guys. The voice is not behind us now. The voice is from inside of us. So you shall hear a word from inside of you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left hand. In this season, I need you to start paying attention to what the Spirit is saying. He will direct you into all truths. He will give you strategies for your businesses, for your contracts, for proposals, for jobs. Whatever it is you're looking for, you, you will receive strategies. And I pray that prayer over you, that in this season you have strategies downloaded straight from the Holy Spirit. As you begin to fellowship, you begin to hear his word. As you begin to spend time, you begin to understand the mysteries are unveiled to you. In the name of Jesus, you have direction from within. It's time for us to train our ears. It is time for us to train our ears. The believer cannot be without direction. <laughs> I was about to sound like Sozo. This makes the Holy Spirit sad. Sozo said, Mommy, are you sad? I want to make you happy. I said, okay, baby. I just heard the believer cannot be without direction. So when we are lost, the Holy Spirit is not happy because it's like, I'm here now. Ask me. Ask me. That's exactly what I have here. The Holy Spirit is your compass. In this season, he wants to be your compass. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, but it has been revealed to us. Remember that. Once you start walking with the Holy Spirit, it has been revealed to you. The Spirit of God searches the deep things of God. Yea, the deep things of God. The Spirit of God can show you these deep things. At this point, I want you all to actually say, I am not without direction. I am directed by the Holy Spirit. I am not without direction. I refuse to be without direction. I, put your name there, I'm not without direction. I know what to do in the coming days. I know how to leave. I know what I'm doing. I am not confused. I have the strategies for everything I need. It's important for us to know that we carry the Holy Spirit. We're not ordinary. The devil has lied to you, making you think you're ordinary. He has been distracting you from feeding. When you start feeding, you start realizing that you're not ordinary. So that's a word for somebody. You're not ordinary. You just need to put in the work. And what is the work? Spend more time with the Holy Spirit. By reading, singing, whatever it is, feed your spirit. However you need to, feed your spirit. Stay in tune with the Holy Spirit because he gives direction. He reveals the word of God to us. Okay, let's do Ephesians 5.18. This is particularly... Um, I wanted to say dear to my heart, but it's not that dear. I'm joking. I mentioned this in the first service, and I thought I should mention it here. Ephesians 5.18. It says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, 
but be filled with the Spirit. So a funny story, I went out on Friday, and um, they were passing around. I think, you know, when you go out, when you go to the club and they're advertising, so Christmas is coming, so a lot of brands are advertising, Glenfinage, different people, they're advertising um, the brand. So there was whiskey that they wanted people to start buying. So they bring them in their shot glasses, right? So they're passing the shot glass around, say, oh, no, you can have the drink, it's free. And the lady got to me, and I was just like, yo, I switch brands. I, I, don't, I don't do whiskey anymore. I used to do Hennessy and Coke. Hennessy was my drink, but um, I don't need this to get me high anymore. I don't need this to become what God is giving me for free. So for me, I was just like, wow. I went back to why I used to drink Hennessy and Coke. And it's not that, um, I never did it in excess, by the way. I didn't even know that scripture yet. So hey, disclaimer. I just used to drink it because once I drink, I used to like that tipsy feel where I'm just like, hey. I never toasted guys, but if I wanted to toast any guy at that point, my eye go clear. I'm just like, yo, what's up? What's your number? You know, it just gives you some kind of, you know, boldness. And, you know, by the time I preached last three weeks, the Holy Spirit said, did you see the boldness again? You switch brands. So it's the same kind of boldness, but this time it's in the positive. So the Holy Spirit gives you boldness. So even if spirits in the world will give you that boldness, but you want to switch brands. Please, I hope you people are listening. I didn't say go and drink NSU. I said I used to. This new me, I'm not saying alcohol is bad. I used to drink, and um, I just stopped naturally because my husband doesn't drink. But every now and again, if I want, like, I now do Baileys and all these small drinks. But my point is, again, the scripture says not in excess, so whatever the case is. But again, this is not my story. But just in case you see me and I'm drinking Baileys, just say, hey, Pastor said, I just wanted to put that out there. Eh? Just like you can see me outside doing this, oh, la, ba, la, ba, baby. I like it. So I'm still a human being. <laughs> don't come and be judging me. Hey, pastor, pastor, don't call me pastor. Thank you. <laughs> so again, um, one of the things I wanted to just point out is that the Holy Spirit deliberately picked this service. And that means that everybody here, the Holy Spirit is asking that you should ask him for help. How do you do it? It's by first knowing that the Holy Spirit is available to be used. Once you know it's being used, you now need to sacrifice some of your time. But guess what? God does not owe anybody anything. He replenishes. And again, the word Bible says, seek ye the kingdom and everything will be added. I promise you, once you start seeking, it won't take away from anything. Instead, you will have addition. So again, I'm going to race to an end here. The Holy Spirit will never tell you to go and date somebody else's husband. The Holy Spirit will only direct you and you have to, again, once you start receiving, you have to, um, yes, you, you need to be able to say, okay, this is from the Holy Spirit and this is not from the Holy Spirit. Just at the back of your mind, know that the Holy Spirit's job is always to reveal Jesus. So a way to vet what you're hearing is, is there, is there a nature of Christ in what I'm hearing? So that is actually now also a compass for you. One of the things the Holy Spirit helps you do too is help you, he helps you to battle with the word of God. So once you're reading scriptures, some of these words start coming alive. Sometimes you see us here and a minister is singing and maybe somebody's crying, somebody's on the floor. At that point, it is the Holy Spirit ministering to that person. So just give them space. So if you're all never rich, just they call, they pray for your own. Leave us, those of us that are rolling, those of us that are crying. You know, and that, that can actually also come if you prepare before you come. Because you don't come here and wait for MVP and the team to push you. You don't come and wait for people to preach and then, hey, goosebumps, it's time, ah, give them. 
No. You come with it. You come prepared. You, you, come, you come dressed. The Holy Spirit also backs up the word of God. So when you start decreeing and declaring, because he has revealed it to you, we'll make it happen. After first service, I say, Holy Spirit, you don't go shame yourself again. No. Now your work is your message. So do what you got to do. Make it happen. So, the Holy Spirit is there to also help us read the Bible and interpret it. Psalms 119.05 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You cannot run away. You, if you want that lamp on your feet, you have, to, you have to read. And remember, let the word of God dwell in you richly so that when you actually need to bring out these things, because war is coming, oh, we're just in a bubble in Nigeria. Not necessarily war, let me take that back, I'm sorry. My point is that there are some things that are happening right now. You, you need to be prepared, even spiritually. You need to have ammunition for when these things start happening. You need to hold firmly to the word of God. But it's the word of God that you are putting that you are going to hold on to. So you, you need to start preparing yourselves. So when these things are happening on the right and on the left, you know that it's not coming near you because you have spoken the word. The Holy Spirit helps you to even bring those words to pass. The last scripture here is John 3, 8. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound. But you do not know where it is coming from and where it is going. So, it's, so it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. This is describing you. This is describing me. When these things start happening, we'll just be hearing of it. But we'll just, we'll, we'll just be hearing of it, but it will not come near us. And nobody will be able to monitor our movements as well. So for people that think about generational curses or things following them, this scripture is for you. This scripture is for you. Remember that when you start engaging the Holy Spirit, you're like the wind. You cannot be monitored. And for those of you here that are going through phases where you're confused, I'd like to pray with you as well. I decree and declare that confusion leaves you now. You have direction. You are like the wind. You cannot be monitored. Everything you put your hand to do, the Holy Spirit gives you strategies to make sure that it actually excels. Because you are seated in Christ and above, you have authority. You enter somewhere and they know that God has entered. You begin to change things around you. In the name of Jesus. Again, it says, you shall hear a voice from within you and you will know what to do. We are not confused people. The Holy Spirit tells us what to do. We have direction in this season. Rely on the direction of the Holy Spirit. We are spiritually sensitive in this spirit, in this season. We are at the right place at the right time. This happens by leaning with leaning on the spirit. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you because we have delivered your word. We thank you because the people here and it sits, they begin to walk in this revelation. You become real. We begin to acknowledge that you are there to be helped. In this season, we start leaning on you to help us. And we see the results and the fruits in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father for such an amazing time in your presence. Thank you for this gathering. Thank you, Father, because you have done your work here. Thank you, Father, Lord, because people are not living the same. People start knowing who they are, what you have sent them for. Father, Lord, in every sector that you have sent us, we are taking authority. We begin to stand as Christ, which is what you intended for us, that we begin to know who we are. We are not tossed back and forth, that we begin to take our position in the spirit, that we begin to take over territories, that even as the seasons of farming are coming, we have more than enough because you download strategies to us. We are never alone. You give us everything that we need for every season. By relying on you, Father, we are able to navigate. Our visions are not blur. We see clearly in the name of Jesus. I speak as an apostle over this house that for as many people as want to know you 
you give them the strength you give them the strategy you make time for them you put it in their consciousness that we begin to walk with you as one knowing that we are spirit beings that need to be fed we are spirit having a spiritual experience not physical people thank you father lord because the flesh has hidden as a distraction for too long thank you for bringing down the veil right now that we begin to see the importance of us feeding our spirit my father my god i say thank you thank you for revelation knowledge thank you father lord because even now you are giving us strategies you are downloading plans people are walking out of here with contract ideas people are walking out of here with favor everything that we ask for holy spirit you are doing it just to prove to us that you are there to be used and the more we use you the more results we seek in this week everything that we put our hand on prospers because we are led by the spirit we're leaning on the holy spirit we're being directed by the holy spirit in this season father lord you are our compass we yield to you we log out of our strength and even your strength. Even for the things we know we can do, we leave it for you, Father. We begin to walk as one with you. We deepen this relationship. We deepen this intimacy in this season. Thank you, my Father and my God, for the equipping of the saints. Thank you because you have positioned us far and above principalities. And we know now that we have powers. There's nothing that can torment us because we know who we are in Christ. Thank you because we are not confused. Thank you, Father, because we are not confused. Thank you because...